You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I am Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 72 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. And uh, the topic of today's episode is book launches. And uh, Autumn and I are going to share how we handle the launches of our books. And uh, you can basically feel free to copy as many of the steps as you want <laughs> when we go through this. And uh, definitely some tips on things I think we've tried in the past that I don't know if they're quite worth the effort anymore, but we'll get to those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and and I guess we could also say that there is a ton of ways you can do book launches. And uh, we've put our list together based on all kinds of things that we've done throughout the years. (laughs) And uh, this is is sort of the the master list that we arrived at. But uh, yeah, we'll cover that step by step uh, in a a bit here. Absolutely. So how are things over on your side of the Atlantic? Well, uh, well, to be honest, uh, I feel a bit tired today because <laughs> <laughs> this morning was the first morning in, in quite a while where I had to get up early to take the kids to school. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> they've been like everybody else in self-quarantine for a long while now. Uh, but uh, here in Denmark, things are slowly starting to return to normal uh, well i guess normal in quotation marks there but uh, <laughs> but uh, the covid-19 pandemic uh, locked everything down as we all know by now but uh, we we've started lifting it slightly here so it happens in stages here in in, in denmark um, mm. and uh, one of the first stages is to get kids back to school so that parents can start working again <laughs> um, and well actually our kids were supposed to go back to school a week ago uh, but we kept them at home last week because we, well, first of all, we as parents felt that it was a bit soon that they began opening things up again. And mm-hmm. uh, we also had a conversation with the kids at the um, uh, lunch table um, last week and asked them how they felt about it. And they both said that they did not quite feel safe. Mm-hmm. So we decided together with them that they would stay home another week. So. So that's what we did. So they started today while their friends started a week ago. <laughs> that's some peer pressure. So they knew their friends were back and as everything waited a week and it they you know, life nothing blew up, I guess it's uh good that they decided they felt safe enough to go back to school. Well, yeah, well we asked them over the weekend how they felt about it and mm-hmm. they both said well well the, the youngest said, Yeah, I'm fine, I wanna go back. <laughs> But the oldest, it was more like, yeah, I still not quite feel comfortable with it. But on the other hand, and, you know, we talked to him and sort of had a conversation around how you probably never feel entirely comfortable because you don't know what's what it is, right? right. You don't know what's going to happen when you get there and, and all those things. So, uh, but they went to school today and uh, when I picked them up, they were both really happy uh, oh, that they went. And so everything went well, but... Uh, but actually, also, I wanted to speaking of coronavirus, right? Uh, uh-huh. 
these days, I would really, really, really prefer to stay far, far away from hospitals. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, I actually had to take my younger son there the other day. Oh, no. Yeah. What yeah, happened? Uh, he he was driving his scooter outside um, and, uh, well, he basically just, he fell okay. and uh, landed with his uh, entire body weight on, on his elbow. Oh. So we were quite worried that his arm was broken. Oh, no. So we had to go to the hospital in the middle of these coronavirus days, which I really would like not, not to, to do. do. Yeah, and I guess they were really busy there because we spent the entire evening there something like three, four hours to wow. get his shoulder uh, ex or elbow, I meant, uh, x-rayed and looked over. But uh, luckily enough, it was not broken. And uh, this morning, a couple of days later, he, he, you know, as I said, he went to school. He had no pains. Okay. And uh, so everything seems okay now. But oh, yeah, goodness. it's been a bit of an <laughs> interesting week. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I'm glad he's fine. That's... Not the. They keep saying now is not the time to do something stupid and get yourself hurt. So, well, I mean, he's a kid. No, so, exactly. what do you expect? I really, don't want to go to the hospital, but but no. what can you do? No, very true. Yeah, and how how is uh, everything on your side? Good. We are finally. I finished my built-in storage benches. We have cushions on order. And so the major goals and major building projects of my little cabin are done. And I Wait. was, I know I wanted to like finish it up over the weekend and then it was going to be, um, obviously we were working on a character development course. It's going to do some computer stuff, but I was going to be like, I wanted to have that moment where you just stop and the sun shines on the window and you have that, oh, <laughs> life is, you know, it's like, it is done two and a half months of building and getting settled and i can finally put stuff away and like get rid of the sawdust on the floor where i'm also living and so sheltering in place and right. instead it was probably the more realistic version of two and a half months of building and living and sheltering and pandemic and i want to nap <laughs> and so yeah i can see why yeah i think it finally hit me and i still i mean i feel very content and kind of calm which is still lovely i don't feel like there's this huge pressure to go i gotta do something to show results but i definitely still have that kind of like yeah I'm not in slow mode, but I'm not in like let's get stuff done. I'm not. I'm not under total drive. I'm kind of sitting back on my heels, going, "Yeah, I could have a beer." <laughs> That's where <laughs> I'm at. But I think, um, I think as I recover, and you know, speaking every time I used, you know, we have skill saws and compound miters and all these things we've been using and jigsaws, and every time I go to cut something, right. I always have that moment of. Be careful. Don't do something stupid. You don't want to go to the hospital right no, now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have those moments, but I mean, I have um, my right knuckle has been a little bit sore and I actually have a brace on my left arm because I have a little bit of a, like a tennis elbow going on from something yeah. and my right shoulder hurts. It's like, I joke, I can't open the door with my right arm and I can't pick up my teacup with the left arm. I'm like, no. once all that heels because i mean i did go through my a birthday i'm a year older officially so i'm not i'm no longer a spring chicken um once my body catches up yes i would love to be a year younger <laughs> once uh once everything catches up and i feel a little bit better and i can just enjoy being very physically fit i will 
probably just be a little bit happier. And then I'll be so excited. I'll have my moment in the sun of, yes, I'll sit up on my picnic table by the stream and the waterfall. And I'll be like, this is good. This is good. But <laughs> right now I'm like, yeah, give me it, a blankie. <laughs> it's good that you got all the, all the building stuff done. I mean, you don't want me in charge of building anything unless it's like world building. <laughs> but uh, I, I can build true. a world, but I cannot build a, a cabin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Ah, so there was quite a few good posts in the Facebook group over these uh, past few days. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I, I my husband recently pointed out. He's like, I do this every day. He's been doing a climate log and actually weather forecasting every day and observations about the woods. He's like, and you don't even go look at it. I'm like, no, because it's on Facebook. I have been on a Facebook diet, not on purpose. Just I had to cut something out for a little bit and I cut that out. Right, so right. I appreciate you and taking care of the group because i know it would it would be a dead plant if it was in my household right now alone <laughs> uh luke, luke is good at uh, yes, taking care good. of things as well he is he's um, great. Oh, but, but there was a quite a few good i just picked a few here just uh-huh. to mention because i thought they were really good um so linda posted in the facebook group uh, a picture of the Four Horsemen of Procrastination. (laughs) I thought that was so good. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And uh, there was also Jason. He finished his first draft of nearly 150,000 words. Oh, go Jason. We've been following his progress forever. I missed that. I have to go find his post now and say congratulations. Yeah, it's uh, so, 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 so well done. So, uh, yeah, we just wanted to call you up, Jason, thank you, uh, and congratulating you on, on that. Um, and we also had uh, Tony join quite recently. I think it was only like two, three days uh, ago uh, yeah. since I let her in. Uh, well, of course, when you listen to this, uh, we are pre-recording <laughs> it in advance. So you've been uh, part of the group for a while by the time you listen to this, Tony. But uh, but she um, she showed some interest in creating a shared world. Wow. Uh, so she was asking if somebody was interested in that. That's, that was pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah, and, and quite similar as well. Alexandros, uh, he was looking for a co-author. Oh. So that was also quite nice. And I don't know, maybe he should check out episode 58 yeah. of the podcast because we actually talked about how to find a co-author or a writing partner in that episode. So that was 58. But uh, a lot of good, interesting conversations happening in the Facebook group. So, uh, yeah, dear listener, if you haven't checked it out already, now is your chance. So just search for Am Writing Fantasy in the group section of Facebook and uh, you will find us. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back into it because it's always so dynamic and interesting. It's just crazy to hear what's been going on. And, like, I haven't been on for a few days. I swear it's not been a full week. So that's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I did like the fact, though, that we, you know, at least people do track us down um, occasionally if they're outside of Facebook. But I know Audrey sent us an email. She just recently joined the writing list, writing tip Mm -hmm. list. And she had said that her biggest hurdle was in finishing a novella. And she was writing by inspiration. And we got into a good conversation emailing back and forth about that, about, you know, 
how writing, basically, I just read this great metaphor where writing is a muscle. It's sort of like, you know, it's something you need to work on every day, not just because it's something you should work on every day. You know, you build your skill. <laughs> it's like muscle memory. It's you build your yeah. stamina. So I just thought, yeah, that's that's my new metaphor and my new kick in the butt too. My writing, my my physical construction is done. So now I got to get back to word construction. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 important to uh, to keep doing it. I mean, uh, and especially the the part about when you don't really feel like writing that, but you still put the butt in the chair and get it done, yeah. right? Because uh, you can always edit it later, but but do, 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 just don't think about oh, because there's some habit stuff in this as well. Oh, yes. If you can train yourself into the habit of this is what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, even if it's just like uh, 20 minutes or 15 minutes early in the morning before you go off to the day job or whatever, but getting into a habit of doing it, that really helps in the long run. Definitely. And on to today's topic. So book launches. <laughs> this is uh, something that uh, a lot of people talk about quite often. Oh, yes. <laughs> Well, they're important. Uh, I know, and it's. I think a lot of people take two views of book launches, and the one is that it is a life or death of a book. You need to launch big and launch loud and get a ton of sales, and that's how you do it. And then I think there's other people who think it's a marathon, and you launch the book, and it should be celebrated because that is a big deal. But that is not the and by far of finishing a book, you need to do a lot of marketing plans after that. But the book launch is kind of like the first big marketing plan. Yeah, I agree. I mean, of course, it's always nice if you can get a good book launch going so that uh, that you you get an influx of cash there when you release a new book. That's, of course, nice. Yes. But uh, I, I... And as well, what you often hear is all the stories about the amazing book launches of, uh, I don't know what, 50K, 100K or yeah. whatever it is, people, I mean, yeah, fine. But I, I really don't think that that's a good way of looking at it. It's 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 good to launch, launch the book well. And of course, you should put thought into it and do the best that you can. But it, it is really not, it's not the end all uh, if... If the launch isn't the best one, it can be. No, but it uh, is but, exciting uh, if it does well enough and you get on the, like, the hot new release list on Amazon or oh, even a number sure. one's bestseller. Those are exciting goals. But absolutely, just because you don't get one doesn't mean your book is not going to do well or sell a ton over its lifetime. No. So basically, as I set up at the top of this episode, we, we've put together a launch process that we basically more or less use uh, for launching mm -hmm. all of our books. And that's what we wanted to share here with the listeners today. Um, we Sometimes we tweak a few of the th steps yeah. here and there a bit. And of course, uh, I think that should be the method of this episode as well, so that basically people listening take from it what you can and what you want and mm -hmm. ignore the rest right uh maybe maybe we're going to mention a few things here and there that inspires you to do something that you hadn't thought about and oh, yeah. if we do that then i think that's that's success enough for this episode <laughs> that sounds good to me and a good yeah. good caveat of this is how we're sharing yeah so basically the way we do it is that we have in our process divided into the big book launch starting 12 weeks ahead of launch mm -hmm. 
and stopping five weeks after launch. Yeah, so that'll be a fun one to explain. It's a long time. Yes, it'll be. Uh, yeah. I think there's probably a few people scratching their heads saying, "But it's a book launch. Why do you have something? Five? You're doing something about your book launch five weeks later. So this will be yeah. a fun one." <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, but I think it'll make sense uh, once we go through all these different phases and probably the easiest way to do this to also keep some structure in the conversation would be to take them by weeks. So basically saying, okay, a block, uh, first block being 12 weeks ahead of launch, do this and do that, 10 weeks ahead of launch, do this and do that and so forth. And then we move down the list until we get all the way down to five weeks after launch. That seems uh, so- fair. I think that's the uh, that'll keep some structure in place and framework around the conversation today. Sounds good. So yes, all right, 12 weeks prior to launch. You want to start us off? Yes. So when we are 12 weeks before the launch, the, you still have quite some good, you know, time you're you're well in advance here. So this is a good time to reach out to some relevant influencers. So these could be maybe bloggers or YouTubers or podcasters. But the main thing is that their audience needs to match your readers. Mm -hmm. So, for example, it would make no sense to reach out to us asking to be interviewed on the Am Writing Fantasy podcast about a thriller book that you have coming up, for example, it makes no yeah. sense. No. <laughs> because this is not the audience. Also, the focus of this podcast is to talk about writing and marketing for authors. It's not for readers. So you need to keep that in mind and try to find some sort of blogger or YouTuber or podcaster or whatever it may be whose normal content is aligned with what your readers are watching or listening to or whatever it may be. Um, but at the same time, it's also not worth trying to get onto a hundred different podcast <laughs> shows or something like that. Oh, I would just, just start out by ragged. focus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah start, start by fo- making a list of like 15 mid range influences mm-hmm. because the top, the top influencers, it's impossible to get on their podcasts without invitations. And the very low-level ones, it might be very easy to get on the podcast. But on the other hand, you're not going to get much out of it because they, they are yeah low-range. <laughs> so 15 mid-range influencers are pretty good to start with. And, um, and then you, you go from there. Um, I think that's pretty good. I think so too. And I think it's important to remember that even though you're reaching out to influencers by 12 weeks prior, you should be, I mean, hopefully by now you've got your book cover. I like getting the book covers while I'm still writing. A lot of authors do now because one, it's inspirational, but you can start sharing social posts, you know, trying to build your audience and keeping them up to date. So you 12 weeks out, you should have your book cover and even if you're not sharing it, even if you're doing teasers, you should be doing some posts on social media. So generating, you know, getting people interested, letting people know about your book, what's coming out, some of the world building, your characters. Uh, if you have a blog, these are things you should be doing right now to make sure that they are kind of getting in the vibe. I mean, I remember, I know I've recently said this to someone that book launches used to be, you know, publishers would need a year, a year and a half to generate all the stuff and the excitement about launching a book. But I Mm. think just like readers are kind of expecting books to be like coming out every month, which is probably not possible. 
But there's also, it's everything's more of a flash in the pan. And I think the lunch strategy, I think that's why we started at 12 weeks out, is because if you do it too soon, six months before you publish, people are maybe a little less enthusiastic. It's kind of good to start building up that energy, you know, three months before you launch, because that's more the time frame for to get enough people and your resources together and get people excited. Yeah, absolutely. And this is also then at the time where you upload your book to the different uh, online retailers, so like Amazon and, and wherever else you want to sell your book. Um, and at this point, you're not, uh, which will make sense in, in, in a moment, but at this point, you're not uploading the final version of the book. So this is like the probably the... The edited version, I, I think at this point, that's at least what we do. Uh, mm-hmm. So from our view, it is done, but it's not going to be the final version, but we'll get back to that. Yes. Um, so you uploaded it there, and, and then there is a whole debate that one can have around should you do pre-orders or should you not do pre-orders? And there are long debates and views about is it bet- better or worse for your Amazon author rankings if you do pre-orders or not and all that? And basically, we sort of circumvent that whole conversation mm-hmm. by saying, because we have a 12-week slow-burning building anticipation process in place here, we are doing pre-orders. Yes. And basically, what we're just saying is, I don't care if it hurts the author ranking <laughs> uh, doing pre-orders. Who cares? Uh, I don't. So we're just building a slow anticipation over 12 weeks. And hopefully, uh, once we get uh, down the list here, you will see how all the stepping stones lead to some excitement. Yes. And a big tip that I never thought about until, oh, I don't know, it's probably it's been a year or so now, but I never thought of it when you upload this draft version or nearly finished version, you don't have to upload your final cover. So if you are planning something like a cover reveal or something later, you can do a placeholder image of just about, you know, it should be something I I like, I have a cover to come. Yeah, it should be. I have a little scrap one that looks like an old antique book cover. And so you can just do that with your title and upload that so that if you do have a big cover reveal something later, you can upload your fake version, your holding version on Goodreads, on Amazon, and your distributors drafted digital smashwords. So, you know, keep that in mind. If you want to be clever and do a big reveal later, you don't have to have the final version revealed to the public quite yet. Oh, that's such a good point. <laughs> um, and just before I also 12 weeks ahead of launch, uh, I wanted to say a few words about email newsletter swaps, but oh. just before I get there, before I forget, uh, please, uh, if you are reaching out to podcasters, uh, speaking as a podcaster, could you please listen a bit to those people's uh, episodes before you reach out to them? <laughs> Understand what is this kind of show and at least do a bit of your own research to find out, am I a good match for their audience and what they normally do? Because, for example, on our podcast here, we do not take pitches for people to come onto the podcast. We only invite people to mm-hmm. come on. Um, so once in a while, as you know, like about once a month, we'll have a guest on. But those are only people that we have contacted because we wanted to have a conversation with them. So sending pitches to people like us and uh, I'm just using us as an example here mm-hmm. but 
it's not going to work if you're trying to find 15 mid-range influencers and you want to get on their podcast and you have never listened to even a single one of the episodes and you don't understand that this is not how they, 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 maybe they don't even do interviews at all. Right. So you're just wasting your time, right? So please do that a bit of research before you start reaching out to people. It's so annoying getting emails from people who clearly don't know what the, what the podcast is about. <laughs> and then true. they are making pitches for something that makes absolutely no sense. It's so annoying. That I totally agree. Even with the audience, somebody might look at ours and like, oh, fantasy. I'm going to talk about a fantasy book, but we're targeting yeah, no. fantasy authors, not readers. So do make sure you're not wasting your time and effort um, bothering someone who you're not even the right target audience. Yeah. Okay. So let me move on to newsletter swaps. So oh, yes. this is basically where you're reaching out to another author saying, okay, can you feature my book in your newsletter? And then I will feature your book in my newsletter. We talked about on that on past episodes yes. as well. Um, here, I have to say that for Autumn and myself, we don't really use email newsletter swaps. And the reason for that is when we are publishing our, our books here that I don't like uh, featuring another author's book in our email unless I've read it. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't feel comfortable with doing that. Um, but if you do do newsletter swaps and if you do like to do that, then uh, basically this uh, 12 weeks prior to launch is the is a good time to get that organized. Find out who you want to do newsletter swaps with and uh, yeah, and get yourself organized now, yeah. uh, while it's, you still have uh, quite a while yet. Yes, and there's a lot of good places. As in my private, my old, my writing individually list, I have done them in the past. So there are good Facebook groups. There's Story Origins, which has a fantastic newsletter swap area, and Book Funnel. It's more for group giveaways, but sometimes you can find some swaps through there. So those are some good places to look and keep it genre specific. Same as looking at influencers. Good. So I think we can move on to the next um, bracket here, yes. which is then 10 weeks ahead of launch. Absolutely. So, And I was going to say, so we've already talked about reaching out to people. And one of the steps to reaching out, and I think we might have might have mentioned, should have mentioned this sooner, but you could mention it here, is you should develop a media kit for your book. So it sounds so professional, but this is a great way <laughs> of um, sending people. So if you're reaching out to influencers, especially instead of sending them a bulk load of material, especially if you happen to have a website, put up media kit and have everything, some blurbs, some excerpts, some images, uh, you know, all the information where it's going to be released. Is it going to be on sale? Are you going to have some reviews? Do you have some early reviews? Put all that on some websites or a download or something and be able to direct people to it, it'll save you so much time and money. Just just do that and have it ready to go by the time you either start contacting people or definitely by 10 weeks out. Mm, yeah. And then this is also a good time once you are updating your website anyway. So put your book onto your website and uh, make links to the, those pre-orders Um yeah. everywhere that you have the book for sale and of course use affiliate links yes. uh, when you are on your own website you are well within uh, terms of service from for example amazon that you are allowed to take an amazon affiliate link mm -hmm. and put on your own website 
to your own book so that if people buy your book through your own website, you are not only get the royalties from the book, but you're also getting affiliate income royalties. So there's no reason not to do that. So make sure that that's what you do on your website. Yes. And a little tip there. Uh, Amazon's not the only one with affiliate links. Even Google has affiliate links now. So if you have books on Google Play. Kobo as well. Yes. So make sure you get them from each of your places and it really will make a difference. And so as you're setting up all this information, uh, do a pre-order alert for a book bub. Anyway, this is a good time, you know, make sure your book is up there in places where people are going to start seeing it and that they know that it's going to be alert. You know, I'm on Smashwords and I can also do alerts there saying, hey, new book's coming. You could pre-order it. (laughs) Let people know. Yeah. And there's a few more things to set up as well here 10 weeks ahead of launch. So you should also get it onto... Well, I'm saying book funnel now. I guess you could use other things, but honestly, book funnel is just such, such a cheap yeah. and amazing service that there's no reason not to use it. So you get you get the book set up on um, on book funnel. So this is basically going to be your ARC copy, or, or the ARC also means advanced readers copy. So this is basically the 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 copy that you're going to ask a bunch of readers to read ahead of the actual launch. So we're going to come back to that in a minute. Oh yes. But uh, you upload that here uh, to BookFunnel, and then you also add the book on Goodreads if you have a profile there. Yes. Always a good and, idea. Yeah, and I would also at this point in time I would also start booking promotional slots uh, on different promotional sites uh, for the launch week. Yes. Um, now that you are still ahead of time, so you should be able to snatch up those those time slots that you need. And to me, this is a good reason to do the pre-order is because by having a pre-order, you have a link and you can go ahead and book those promotions. If you're not doing a pre-order, you can't do that until the book is live. Oh, and it's just, yeah, then you're scrambling to try to get any last minute slots. And there's only like, there's only so many advertisers who will do something for a book launch where you have no reviews and they're basically standing on other books you have out and your overall review as an author. So you want to, you want to make sure you got in with them as soon as you can. So 10 weeks out is a good time for that. Yeah, indeed. So do we have more on this or should we move on to nine weeks ahead of launch? I then? think that's a good, that's good at 10 weeks. If you, if you, especially if you're <laughs> building your media kit still, you've got plenty to do. Yeah. Well, there's n- nobody said that book launches should be easy. No, you're <laughs> running a publishing business and you're shrinking a whole year and a half book launch into three, three months. <laughs> you're going to be on your toes. You thought you were busy writing. Wait till you try to launch something. <laughs> yeah well there is more work in it than you might think at oh, least if yes. in my view if you want to do it right but Absolutely. that's what we uh that's what we're going through here yes so nine weeks ahead of launch so now um and this one this first one i'm going to mention that this is not vital at all it's it's completely optional basically but if you want you can create a book trailer at this point or a some sort of video promoting the book If it's not directly a book trailer, then it could be something else. It could be a video with some of the world building in it or or something related to the book. Um, This is optional, but why I have it on here, it's not because book trailers or videos like this is not going to move a lot of book sales at all. But why I'm mentioning it is because 
it's quite nice to work with on Facebook ads uh, mm. because you can then retarget uh, when you can set Facebook to say, okay, everybody who watched at least uh, 50% of this video, I want to retarget. And then you can use that as an audience once you get down to the day where the book goes live and retarget all those people with, okay, the book is now out. That's uh, exciting. That's good too. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that that's that's quite a nice thing to do, um, and that that's more the benefit of the book trailer than anything else. It's not the book trailer itself, but it goes without saying. Obviously, if you want to do this, it has to look professional. Mm -hmm. If it's like a subpar video that you upload, nobody's gonna think it's interesting. Yeah. So there is that, and it's it's not easy to do. So no, it's... but it's something to consider. It is. I still want a book trailer for my own books and haven't done it yet because I really want something high end, no Ken Burns pictures panning to the yeah. left or right. I can't do it. So, um, I actually, yeah. I actually did one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. It's, it's actually, it's on the Am Writing Fantasy YouTube channel. I have to go so look. if anybody's interesting, you can go on there, but this is, so this is like the do it yourself kind <laughs> of book trailer. Uh, I think it's okay. It's not the, best top quality professional stuff but i think it's okay but i'll leave it for for listeners to judge and you you can let me know just tweet me or something once you've watched it and let me know what you think but okay. <laughs> but there is one day people can look if uh, see what it looks like if they want yes but okay so it's still at nine weeks prior to launch i'm gonna go look at this now because i don't think i've seen it so so oh you haven't i don't think so i've got to go look anyway as soon as we're off uh now is the time. If you're going to do cover reveals or a book title reveal or anything big, it's time to make sure you're getting those scheduled at nine weeks out. One of the things I will say that you might, you know, book cover reveals, uh, there used to be big Facebook parties and things <laughs> like that. And they're, they're okay. You'd gather a whole bunch of authors together and you'd maybe all give away free books or you would do something. And they're still events like that but they become instead of like hundreds of people they become a lot more cozy often you'll see almost like it's the like authors you invited and just a few readers even the big ones so you know if you narrow your sites down you get maybe 20 or 30 readers that's exciting it's good enough but you'll have to decide if it's worth it and i'd almost say the same thing booking blog tours this is something you would do about now and it's sort of the same thing. Blogs are kind of fading. It's video is much more important. So if you had to choose between like a cover reveal party, book tours, or approaching influencers, go for the influencers. Go for the video, the podcast format over going on Facebook and having um, something going on there. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um... And I think as well for the cover reveal, indeed, I mean, if you go back and read some old blog posts on the internet and whatnot, you, you will see that it's being hyped a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think it worked quite well as a strategy a while back. But I don't think you get, you get not getting much mileage from cover reveals to, today. But the reason that we still do the cover reveal in, uh, at this point in time, uh, nine weeks out, is basically only because it gives you another excuse 
to email your readers about the book coming out. Yes. I mean, there, there's a limit to how many times you can email them to say, hey, the book is coming out. Now it's nine weeks and now it's eight weeks and now it's seven weeks. <laughs> it gets boring after a while. And so this just gives you an excuse to email them again and remind them that the book is coming out. Uh, and then you give them the cover as a cover reveal in that email. That's basically all I would, I mean, you can post it on social media as well. Why not? Yeah. While you're at it. That's what I was going to say. Um, it's always, a, it's another reason to do a good blog post or a post on social media and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so do that, but but it's not that the cover reveal itself will all of a sudden turn into a load of pre-orders or something like. Not at all, but but it's it's just a small building block in the building anticipation castle that we're creating here. Yes, and don't forget though, if you do do the cover reveal and you put up a temporary holding spot for your book on Amazon, to go and um, put up your real cover <laughs> before it's too long. That might be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is also then nine weeks out is also the time where I would then set up this ARC team. So basically your advanced readers team. Uh, and this is pretty simple in the sense that you send out an email to your email list and you explain to them that uh, you're looking for ARC team members and make sure that they understand what that means in the sense of what is it that you're expecting from them. So you're going to give them... Mm-hmm a free book uh, of this upcoming novel um, and you're going to give them the opportunity to read it for free and it's a f- it's it's been through your editor already so it's the from your point of view it's the final version but we all know how typos <laughs> keep getting past everybody yes. so their job in return for ha- getting to read this book for free, their job is then to let you know every time they see a typo or or, or if something or, or as well is unclear in the explanations or in the text or whatever, then they should also let you know. But make sure that they understand that this is what they need to do and also let them know by what date you need the feedback. And that um, is not even their most important role. That's an important role, but really the key wonderful thing about having this arc team comes on launch day but that is part of the agreement yes uh, we're gonna go- come back to exactly. that exactly we'll save that for <laughs> launch day yeah okay so that was nine weeks done so yeah. now we move into seven weeks ahead of launch yeah so, so you can see sometimes we're skipping two weeks there it, it's not an error it's on purpose it's just because then you have enough time to go through all these steps right so it's not because we can't uh, we do math well we probably can't do that either but <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the reason <laughs> that's because we figured you needed a break for week eight and you probably had enough yes. homework to catch up on to get ready for week seven <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So seven uh, seven weeks ahead of launch, uh, there's not too much here, no. to be honest. It's really getting um, in touch with your ARC team, making sure yeah. that you know everyone is up to speed, that they have gotten the book if you've sent it out by now. I, It's always a toss-up. It depends on how long your book is. You want it to be pretty close to your launch day that they're finishing it, but you don't want it you know, you don't want them to have finished it a month before and then by one time launch day comes, they're like, oh, right, I'm supposed to do something else. You want them to be engaged and excited. So I, I know when I do mine, um, send out my launch team book, it's within the last month. So it might be a little early to send it out now, but it depends on your book and who you have recor- recruited and also how many people you have recruited. It's good to have 
good to have enough people. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a hundred people who want to read your book and we'll help you out on launch day. But you also have to figure, is that too many? You have to decide what you need for your group. Yeah, I think that that part depends a lot on what it is that you're asking for. If you're asking for content feedback, then hundreds of people is too much. It's going to take you forever to go through all that content. But I mean, I don't mind when we send it out uh, because the only thing we are asking for is typos, Mm -hmm. uh, for them to tell us the typos. So I don't mind giving out 200 free art copies. I don't mind at all. If 200 people can look through for and try to Mm -hmm. hunt for typos, it's they're going to catch probably 90%, 99% of of the errors that are still there. And then you should be pretty clean after that. So, but the other thing as well that I wanted to mention by reaching out to your ARC team here is again, you're hunting for a bit of content that you can use in emails to your readers Mm. again. So you could, the ARC team members probably haven't read the entire book by now, but at least they've been partly through it at this point. They should at least. Um, so you can ask them to share some of their favorite quotes from so far with you, because those quotes then again, gives you an excuse to email your readers again, (laughs) reminding them that the book is coming and giving them some of the quotes. And you can basically tell them that these are the favorite quotes from the advanced reader team that they picked out for you. Uh, Just tell them where it came from. That is not something you pulled out and because it, it also makes it more, well, it humanizes the process, right? It's not like oh, I picked the 10 quotes so I could send them to you. But it's rather like, no, I had a conversation with the art team. They like these. So I just wanted to pass them on to you guys as well, right? So that makes sense. And of course, make sure to provide the link to the pre-order in that email as well. So those who haven't picked up the book yet can do so. Mm -hmm. And you can repeat the whole process on social media as well, of course. Absolutely. And also a good tip too, is if this is a book in a series, uh, it doesn't hurt to make sure that you have any of the previous books. You can have those on sale about now as well. So you might probably have wanted to already get those scheduled, maybe do some promotional advertising with those. But it's also good to you know get some funnel, some new readers into your series if this is going to be another book in the same series. So you know, get that stuff. Make sure you have that all going. Okay. So that wasn't too much. So now you're not going to get two weeks break. Now you're only <laughs> no. going to get one week break. And we're we're on the countdown now. Yeah. yeah. Six weeks ahead of launch. So here, this is a time to do something uh, a bit different. Well, it's not, it's not unique in the sense that it's not uh, something you've never heard about before, but it's basically like an exclusive bonus. Hmm. So you set it up as a release day contest. Um, there is a million ways you could do this. Um, <laughs> But basically, the, the the main idea of this is, of course, that you're going to create a deadline, meaning that people need to take action now, because if they don't, they're going to miss out. That's what, what you're playing on here, basically, to <laughs> get people to pre-order the book, because if you don't, you're going to miss out on this very awesome bonus that you're going to get, and you can only get this bonus here and now. So once the bonus goes away, it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. So this has to be something that you're creating specifically for this book launch and that you're not going to offer anywhere else afterwards. So you create something and you create an opt-in form for it, meaning that people will have to deliver their email address to you uh, so that you can communicate with them. And then, of course, the idea is that on one hand, they should be more than willing to give you their email address because they are showing interest in the 
uh, bonus here that you're offering. But on the other hand, it then gives you the possibility to email them and not only tell them about uh, the bonus and who won it, if it's like a contest, or if everybody gets it, then of course later on you, you have to be able to email them with the actual bonus itself. Uh, but it also gives you the possibility to email these people once the book launches and tell them, okay, it's now available, which is quite nice. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Very good. Definitely a good way to yeah, get people I, on your mailing list as well as get some more excitement going. Yes. And I should also mention in terms of ideas for what can you do as an exclusive bonus later this year, later in 2020, uh, Autumn and I should be releasing a free course uh, for mm-hmm. you. And in that course, there will actually be some ideas about this particular point, about how you can run a contest, but also what kind of ideas uh, could you, or what kind of things could you offer as a price. Uh, but the main point here for right now that I want you to take away is please, please, please help yourself by making sure it's something that you can deliver electronically. <laughs> yes. You don't want to be shipping something. No, it's, I mean, maybe if you run one free book somewhere as a grand prize, but you don't want to do that for a whole bunch of people. You know, it, it's much more exciting if everyone at least gets one thing, even if there's a grand, grand prize. And I do want to make sure that you make it very clear in your rules that it has nothing to do with reviews. I Amazon has very strict rules that you cannot buy giveaways. Nothing can be done. You can never give a reviewer a prize or a payment. So make sure it's clear that it is literally for buying the book and supporting you, uh, but never give anyone anything for um, actually leaving you a review other than a thank you. Because everything else, if Amazon finds out you're in Europe, you're up the creek without a paddle, as they like to say. (laughs) Yeah, that's correct. But it even goes further than that because actually you you cannot also run an exclusive bonus where you're demanding people to buy the book either. That's oh, not that's allowed either. True. That's very true. So the only thing you can do is you can, and this is what we're going to talk about in this free course later in the year once we release it, then we're going to talk you through exactly how to do this. Mm-hmm. But But the main idea is that you can say your chances of winning is significantly higher <laughs> if you buy the book. Ah, yeah, yeah, which okay. means that you could tell them, for example, so to win this prize, you need to tell me the first word in chapter 20. Right. Those are always and obviously, good. you can guess. You can say, I think it's uh, the, the. And fine. Maybe, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're right. But if you buy the book, you probably have a better chance of winning. Right? That's so, very true. So that's how you can do it. But you cannot force them to buy the book. It, it cannot be like you can only enter this contest if you buy the book. That's not allowed. Right. Very good. Tip. So we should be clear about that, but we're going to explain that much more in the course later yes. this year. So Ex- let's move on. <laughs> okay. Oh, where were we? Were we still in six weeks? Yes, if you have more for that bracket. Oh, no. Otherwise, we can move on to I, five. I think we're on five. I think we're good. Cool. All right. So, so you already added the book to your own website previously, uh, and what i really like and and this one is then not something necessarily that everybody can do but i can because i have autumn (laughs) (laughs) so so if you have your own version (laughs) if you have your own version of autumn out there then you can do this too (laughs) but but it's really nice if you could put 
at this point in time on your own website so that people can purchase directly from you here yes. on the website. Uh, this is such a cool tip because I it gets me so excited because I guess uh, computer geek gurus runs in my family. Um, you get to sell the book directly to readers, get 100% of the profit, and for the people buying from you, they get to get it early. And it's just like win-win. Everyone's winning. I think my only warning is do check with your state laws. You might need a business license if you're selling on your own website. So big tip there. Otherwise, oh, okay. you. I just think it's so exciting. You get your, your own little bookstore and readers are getting it early. And yes, you might lose sales off of Amazon, but readers are getting your book early. So this is a good thing. <laughs> Yes, it is. And and I think, of course, unless you are enrolled in Kindle Unlimited and you are on pre-order, then this is a no-go because then you are breaking the terms of service. But if you're not in Kindle Unlimited or any exclusive exclusivity programs so that was hard to say <laughs> but if, if you're not in any any such programs, then this is where I would then schedule an email already now to go out 10 days before the release date. Mm -hmm. And here in that email, tell your email subscribers that you can get the book already now if you buy it directly from this link. Yeah. So then you can point out to them how it actually supports you, as Autumn was just explaining, because you don't have to give a, give a cut of the royalties to sites like Amazon. So basically you're telling them, hey, a surprise, surprise, you can get the book already now, 10 days before everybody else, and... You're going to help me out by making sure that I get all the royalties, which your reader should be interested in. Absolutely. So that's a win-win. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's fun and it's not too much coding, but you definitely have to check it out. So that's all you have to do. It, again, especially the first time through, it's a little bit to set up. So that's enough for your five weeks out, unless you have some spare time and, you know, you're, you, you, uh, closer you get to launch, you, the more things are going to take your time and the more you want to you're going to get tired so the more spare time if you want to make some images you know start gathering stuff for social media posts because you're one the day you release the day before you release you're going to be wanting to put up a whole bunch of different images different quotes different reviews as they come in you want to make sure you have all that stuff together so start make you know make yourself an electronic file and just dump images and ideas and stuff into it so that when you go to grab it you have a whole bunch of stuff already there and you're not searching the web and getting frustrated because you just want to get it done now <laughs> yes yeah so let's move on uh, right. four weeks ahead of launch so a month out now and uh well this is basically where you can for once do your future self a favor <laughs> because normally it happens so that your past self it's an asshole. No, isn't that no. right? It's true. Yeah, because isn't it so that your past self is always the one who thinks, yeah, yeah, I can do that later. Yeah. And then your future self is like, oh, why the hell did why my did past self then? not take care of this? Yes. Very <laughs> That's true. how it always worked, right? So now you can flip that around and make you make your future self happy about the past self. That's right. So schedule an email again now to go out to your email list seven days before the release date. And here you are going to tell them about that exclusive bonus that we just created. And you're also going to tell them that this amazing book is available for pre-order. Excellent. That's always useful. And again, this is, you still want to make sure you're posting about your book out on social media and 
again, you know, get things organized, get things together, get quotes together as well. Just make sure you have a whole bunch of stuff to share so that you have it all ready at your fingertips so that you your future self is so happy with you (laughs) for having (laughs) is a good way to put it. You're organized because it's so much easier than trying to look for passages um, during release week. You want to sit there and celebrate release week, not go, I need to come up with 20 posts today. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. And to clarify, uh, so you, you created the bonus itself six weeks ahead of launch and now we are at four weeks ahead of launch and I'm telling you to schedule an email only seven days before launch. So basically, why was it that we didn't just email people six weeks ahead of launch as soon as we created the exclusive bonus? Mm. And this is basically the reason for the, that we don't email them is that we want to narrow the time window where they actually have the ability to get their, their hands on this bonus. Because the way people work And the way this goes, and it is every single time without a fault, (laughs) it is everybody only do what they need to do in the last second before the deadline expires. And that's just the way it is. It is. If you don't believe me, fine, but that's the way it is. If you don't believe us, (laughs) uh, go onto our Facebook group and find the Four Horsemen of Procrastination. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that's why you're only giving them a seven-day window. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, by the end of this week, this is going to go away in a puff of smoke and it's going to be gone forever. So they have to take action now. It's not like if, if you t- email them and say, well, sometimes within the next six weeks, you need to look at this. They will forget about it and not do it. <laughs> so that's why. Yes, that's very true. Okay. All right. So we're on to three weeks. Three weeks now, yes. All right. So now's a good time. You should be getting back uh, messages from your ARC team uh, if they were looking. Hopefully, again, hopefully they were not doing content edits because that should have been beta readers probably six months ago. So hopefully there's just some typos. There's going to be typos. Trust me, there's always typos. You want to make sure you've gathered those, (laughs) you fix them, and you, you don't upload. Every time someone gives you a typo, don't upload a final version. Save them, fix them all in a draft so that as you get closer, I think, what is it, Amazon's, what, three days you can't upload anything prior to launch. So when you're in that window right now, you still have three weeks. Keep gathering them, but make sure you're fixing them on a master manuscript so that you will be ready to upload it once you have all of them back. Yeah. Amen. That's it. Yeah. So once you have all the information back, you update your files and upload the final version once you're ready. All right. So we can move to two weeks ahead of launch. So this is where I really like to start collecting keywords for the future Amazon ads that are going to run towards this book. So basically start building up the list of keywords. Sounds good. And our preferred tool for this is Publisher Rocket. Yes. That's an amazing piece of software. And... uh, Way back when in episode 11, imagine that, that's a long time ago. But back then I talked about Publisher Rocket in that episode. And then again in episode 32, we had Dave Chesson. He's the creator of Publisher Rocket. We had him on to talk about what you can do with Publisher Rocket. And it is one of my favorite tools. So Oh, yes. We we'll include a link to Publisher yeah. Rocket in the show notes so you can check it out there yeah. if you want. We don't. You know, affiliate. We don't. We're not even affiliate with them, but we don't push too yeah, many tools. Yeah, we are. Oh, we are. Oh, we are. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. All right. So <laughs> yes, we are. You know these things more than you keep it organized, but it's um, <laughs> we don't you know share too many tools. That this is a really great one, but 
Publisher Rocket is a really great one. And I will also say a huge shout out, shout out, not that I think he listens to our show, but Brian Cohen, I just took his five day AMS Edge challenge. And it was a ton of fun. And I learned stuff. And he had some great tips for finding keywords and categories and stuff as well. And he also mentioned Publishers Rocket. So uh, those are fun things. If you uh, join up with one of his challenges, you'll learn some great tips for getting more keywords as well. Yeah. Okay. One week ahead of launch. Oh. So we're getting there now. Yes, we One are. Week to go. It's getting exciting. Yeah. So this is where I'll send another email to our list. Uh, and again, the purpose of this email is to build anticipation. Um, so this could be the time where you're now using an extract of the actual book, mm-hmm. or perhaps you could also email the entire first chapter to people with a to be continued at the end of it. Um, and once again, yes, you guessed it. Don't forget to include links to the pre-order. Absolutely, I always I do this for my readers, especially because you know I'm writing at least forty chapter books. I will give away the first three chapters with links at the end of even the three chapters of where to go get the pre-order, and I give that to all my readers on my mailing list. Yeah. And uh, now that you are inside your emailing software and doing emails anyway, then <laughs> schedule an email as well to go out to your list at 6 a.m. AM on launch day with the details about the book and all the purchase links as well. Excellent. That's getting close. And so definitely at this point, it's probably looking at we're at one week launch. You should have your final manuscript cleaned up and ready to upload your final version to the channels because if you wait too close to launch again that three-day window for amazon after that you can't touch your book file and if you haven't uploaded your final version guess what they're going to get the not final version so give yourself a few days and a deep breath and get your final book up there Yeah, hopefully you've already done it by now, but at least at this point, this is the latest yeah, uh, point this is in time the, where you need to have it done. The original definition of a deadline is a line you do not cross <laughs> on pain of death. Um, this is your deadline. Get your book up there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're heading into the final stretch here. Uh, three days ahead of launch. Uh, there's only a few things that I do here. So basically logging into Amazon Author Central to basically claim your book there. So there's a a tab in Author Central called Book Tab, yeah. uh, and you click Add More Books there. Find your na- search for your name, find the book that you're publishing, and click Add It, and then it'll be visible on your author page on on Amazon. So I'll do that, and and the same thing if you have a book uh, a profile author profile on Bookbub, then go there and claim the book there as well. Yes, and if you um, haven't done it on Goodreads by now, make sure you have Goodreads. Yes, yes. yes. And with BookBub, um, do update all the store links oh, yes. uh, on, on your profile there because that will automatically trigger BookBub to send out a new release alert to your BookBub followers, which is there's no reason not to do that. That's very true. All right, we're really close to launch. So right One before day, launch, yeah. Don't forget, this is where you're going to check for reviews. You're going to make sure make sure you just create a reminder. So you go and you're going to check for some reviews coming up so that you can look for them. Uh, you're going to actually use the good ones, the five stars and stuff. You want to use those for your tips. But I know you have some tips, don't you, for if you get any bad reviews, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the, the, the tip is basically to 
make sure that you check that the bad reviews is within terms of service. Mm-hmm. So if somebody starts complaining about things that are not within terms of service, which to be honest, we're going to cover much more in the free course. So maybe that's too much detail to mm-hmm. go into here, but make a long story short, just to say that there are ways in which you can get Amazon to remove a bad review. Um, but I think the, all the details of that is not really related to launching. So maybe we can come back to that in, in the free course uh, right. this year. And I'm going to explain it in detail there. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. So all I would do here one day ahead of launch is just send out an email to your list to say, hey, it's coming tomorrow. Uh, and remind them as well that this is now the last chance to get that exclusive pre-order bonus. Excellent. Tomorrow, it's gone. <laughs> that's a good tip. And this is probably the place where you're going to get most people. Yeah, it's pretty... Work. They're always waiting for the last minute. Yes. Uh, but then... So... Launch day. Launch day. Yes. Exciting. All right. First, you're going to wake up there. and you're going to toast yourself with a mimosa. And yes. <laughs> celebrate don't forget to celebrate this is a big big day no matter how many books you launch it's always exciting to launch a book so but also hopefully you already had it scheduled but you know email your launch team because this your arc team this was the reason you gave away all those free copies it was helpful to get the typos admittedly they have saved my butt on more than one occasion including oh, a yeah. very careful reader who's like didn't you mean this guy and not that one oh can i can i oh. tell you by the way there was once as well um the one of the arc team members came back to me and said so why is half of this chapter in this book twice oh no and i, like, and I went and checked and oh. then Apparently, once I got the edited version back from the editor, for some reason, I, I can't remember what I had been doing, but I had been copying and pasting stuff for some reason. And I forgot to delete my old original first draft version. So it had my first draft version of half the chapter in there together with the editor's corrected oh. half chapter. And luckily, this arc person captured, uh, caught it and told me about it so I could delete it. But it was like, Jesus, I mean, if I hadn't, if, if the ARC team hadn't told me, I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, uh, you hug your ARC team members. They are lifesavers. Yeah. But the whole, the reason that they're really there and the reason you recruit them and the reason you vet them as well, which is important, you shouldn't just let everyone in, especially if you've written a few books, is because on today, the day you book launch, you tell them, hey, it's time for you to do your job and say thank you and leave a review. That's that's sort of what the whole deal was. They get to leave an well, yeah. honest review. That's the important key. You're not asking them for a good review or a bad review. An honest review. No, well, there, there's even a more important key here because <laughs> you need. To, this is where you need to be really careful. Yes. And you also need to be careful how you are wording your email because according to Amazon's, again, terms of service, you cannot give out an art copy and demand a review no. in return. So the only thing you can do when you're wording your email here is that you could appreciate, tell them how much you would appreciate it if they would want to leave an honest review on the book, then you, it would really mean a lot to you. And then you can, of course, explain how reviews means a lot to the success of a book and explain why it is important. Because most people actually, even though we as authors, we know why it's mm-hmm. important, but a lot of readers don't. No, so, um, so you can... Explain that to them and you can kindly ask them that it would be really nice if they would want to do it. But you cannot say, I gave you an art copy, now you need to give me a review. Right. Because if you do that, then you're breaking the terms of service. 
Absolutely. A very good tip because you don't want to piss off Amazon. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) It's where most of the book sales come from. So be nice to Amazon, follow their rules. And yes, the reason you got an ARC team together was hopefully to get, you know, if you had a hundred member team, if you get over 50, if you get like 75 reviews, that's fantastic. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. That would be a lot. But again, most of the time, you know, you're not going to get a hundred percent of people leaving reviews. Some people are going to be busy and they're not all going to happen on the first day. Most of the time, if they come within the first week, that's, that's great. Yeah. We, again, we're going to talk more about this in the, in the free course. So now that's basically all you need to do on launch day. So thankfully, thankfully, because we've been doing so much work ahead of launch, <laughs> there's not so much to do now. Yeah. It's, it's everything has been set up and everything is running. So that's nice. And then one day after launch, I would just go in and start activating Amazon ads. Yes. And if you want to do Facebook ads, then this is also the time where I would get those going. But that's basically it. Yeah. And if you did do a pre-order sale price, you know, you have to think about how many days you want to leave that going. But you might, some people change it after one day. Some t- people leave it up for a week. But if you had a pre-order um, special discount, eh, the book's live now. You might want to think about changing that. Yeah, and of course that exclusive launch bonus thing that you did, this is also of course the time now where you need to disable all the sign-up forms for that and then start giving away the actual price. Absolutely. And now you'll be really happy that it was something electronic. Yes, (laughs) you just hit send. Yes. Okay, uh, so one week after launch, I would then send out a thank you email to the ARC team. Uh, you're not asking for anything in this email at all. You're basically just thanking them for, for their involvement and what they've done for you. Because honestly, as we just said, these people are amazing. Yes. Uh, it helps so much. So send them a sincere thank you message. That's I think that's a nice touch. Absolutely. I mean, the ARC team is often made up of your super fans, um, the ones that stick with you. I mean, I've had ones through like six book launches and you can't pay these people enough to (laughs) (laughs) to be there and supportive. And often a lot of them just are happy to be part of the team. So thank them. That's all you can do. Okay. Two weeks after launch, uh, I would Just at this point, go and check out your Goodreads account if you have one Mm -hmm. and just see if the book has accumulated enough reviews on it. Uh, And if it has, then you can consider running a Goodreads uh, giveaway if you want. Uh, And if there's not enough reviews, then maybe come back and check again later. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing I do like about these Goodreads Goodreads giveaways, even though they did crank up the prices for these a while back. Unfortunately. Yeah, but but what I do like though is that it's it has this sort of social amplification mm-hmm. method in or trigger in it that so once somebody enters the giveaway, it automatically has the book added to their want to read shelf. Mm-hmm. But it also creates a story in the newsfeed for all their friends and followers to see. Yes. So I do think that's quite nice, but of course for you to evaluate if you think it's worth the money or not, but uh, it might be. Absolutely. I think they're exciting and fantastic. I was very disappointed when they raised the price as high as they did, but yeah, no, <laughs> we won't go there. No. Okay. Three weeks after launch, um, it's now to time to for another email to your list. Yes. And this time it is also a thank you email. Yes. Uh, and 
I think it's quite good to talk a bit about how the launch has gone so far. Mm-hmm. And you could possibly include a screenshot of the Amazon review stats or something like that. Maybe the sales ranking. I don't know. Something. Because it could also be, you know, you could also sh- do a screenshot uh, shot of or, or quote some good reviews or something. The, the point is just to give them some sort of social proof. Because there will be some people on your list, and I'm also going to talk more about this in the free course. But for whatever reason, a third of your list never buys anything. I don't know. Why, I don't know why they're on the list, uh, but but th- this is just the case. And uh, so, by giving some of these people some social proof that other people are actually liking the books, that sometimes pushes some of them over the edge, and then they'll buy the book. Uh, so it's good to to collect those extra sales there yes very true and i will say it's amazing how many people who are on your list and maybe they just don't read every episode read everything you know email that you send them but there's times that they'll be like six months almost a year later like oh you published a book so it (laughs) definitely does not hurt even though you've sent all these emails of pre-ordering and everything else say one more time oh you know by the way, it's live. <laughs> Thank you for going and buying it. And if you haven't, you know, these are some of the early reviews. These are some of the reasons, things people have said. And you can go still pick up a copy. Yep. Okay, should we move on now? Yes. Four weeks after launch. Four so we're almost there launch. now. Yeah. And now so people are seeing this is- after launch steps. Yes. But this is just a small little trick that I wanted to share. Um, so... If you send your ARC team another short email and you can just thank them once again for all the help, that that's never any harm to thank people a lot. <laughs> uh, but then while you're doing that, also ask them if they read any of your other books and maybe they forgot to leave a review. Ooh, that's a good tip. So this is, yeah, it's just like, like a short little smart trick there to maybe collect some more reviews for some of your other books. Oh, that's exciting. Very excellent tip because, yeah, reviews are wonderful. I've noticed that, you know, as my series goes on, it's you would think the reviews would go up, but they seem to go down the numbers of them. Yeah. So good tip. <laughs> okay, five weeks after launch, this is the final one. And uh, this is basically similar to the week before, but this time you are emailing the rest of your list. So not the ARC team, but the rest of the list. And basically ask them what they thought about the book. And then this gives you an excuse to mention the importance of reviews and then see if you can secure some additional reviews this way. Which is excellent. A good tip. And I will say, uh, we haven't kind of mentioned it, but during all this launch time, you should hopefully have still been using some of those information and images and reviews that you've gathered and you've been posting on social media as well. So make sure that you've done that. And also make sure if you happen to have set your book up with some book specific hashtags, which is definitely a trick I like doing. And I even have a book hashtag section now in the back of my book. Uh, Make sure you're searching for people to see if they have been at all sharing your book hashtags and make sure you're retweeting, reposting, whatever platform you are on the re in front of it. And, you know, thanking people for sharing some of the stuff about your book. Yeah. So that was a ton of stuff uh, around book launches. And basically, this is the process that Autumn and I more or less go through when we launch a book. Sometimes we tweak a few steps here and there, uh, change things around a bit maybe sometimes. But but overall, this is the framework. And uh, I know that that was quite a lot. Uh, maybe we gave you a few ideas here and there that you took note of. But also, if it was sort of an overload of information, <laughs> then 
in the free course again that we're going to do later this year for you. We will also have some information downloads in there where you can basically get the entire process laid out for you and, and explained. So you can look forward to that. If, if But at least in the meantime, we just talk you through the entire thing. Yeah. And so if you're launching books, good luck to you this summer. It is an exciting time to start reading. And we'll look forward to seeing what new books are coming out. All right, so next Monday we are talking about something that could be mistaken for a show about fishing or even boxing, <laughs> but uh, that's the hook, the opening hook. If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on patreon.com slash amwritingfantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday. <laughs>